from State Street and the First Midwest Bank Studio. This is WMVP Chicago. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. You mean to tell me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth and you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth. Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds. King of Crap. The Colossus of Clouds. The Colossus of Clouds. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Happy Saturday morning. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer Eric Ostrowski. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time. Talking about collectibles, what we have, what you have, what might be valuable, what might be worth putting (laughs) into a Huggins and Scott auction. I did not think I was going to make it here on time today. Vince, did you get caught up in that traffic jam on the Eisenhower and turn around? I I was about to leave, and then I heard the traffic report, and I'm like, God, geez, I better just turn around. I'll never make it on time. I just had passed Harlem. And it stopped dead, and I, I turned on to find out what the traffic, and about five minutes later, they say, yeah, you better get off at Harlem. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, boy. I called Bill, and I'm like, you know, I, 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 I didn't know if I was going to get here. But I got here five wow. minutes to spare, no problem. So we're ready hey, to go. The record is still alive. We've <laughs> never missed a deadline on, on this show. I, I really <laughs> didn't think I was going to make it today. It, it didn't look good. Apparently, there was a police action on the Eisenhower, you know, one of those things where the whole thing was shut off. So How surprising. Yeah, but here we are. So, and we've yep. got items listed on Huggins and Scott in the October auction. I love this one. I, if you're a Pirates fan from the old days, this is a 1976 to 82 Willie Stargell. Game used Pirates gold pillbox cap. I love those caps. Cool. $200 minimum bid on that one, worn by Willie Stargell during that time. So that's nice. neat. And then from cap to caps, don't forget we have all six championship rings, which were awarded to longtime Bulls security man John Caps, are in auction. In the October Huggins and Scott auction, bidding begins October 2nd. You can see the items now. Each ring, it's all six, but each ring is being auctioned individually with a $5,000 minimum bid. So if you can afford one and you want to go for one, do it. And I'm sure there'll be a, a someone will be going for all of them, but we'll see what happens with that bidding begins October 2nd, and those rings now are the Tier 1 rings, just like the rings the players received. So those are pretty nice, Bill, nice, solid, heavy rings. Have you held those babies yet or tried them on? Oh, well, yeah, they're uh, they're, they're quite impressive. As, uh, you know, over the years, they've, they're, they're, they're far bigger than 
the, the rings that you would see that from oh from the sixties and fifties and stuff like that. These are as gaudy as you can get, really. You know. Yeah, so. they really are. They're loaded with diamonds. <laughs> Some you of know, my- Tom, with your uh, with your streak today that's intact. I wonder if there's a story from Cal Ripken about how close he ever came to <laughs> to missing a game because, because of traffic. You know, that's a that's a good question. That 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 would be interesting. Where he probably he thought. I know there were some days he thought he wasn't going to be able to play, but I never heard that. But that you know, chances are that could have happened. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Vince will be on that during the week. He'll be t- he'll be giving Cal Ju- Cal Jr. a call, right, Vince? I'll look it up. I'll hey, look Cal, it up. it's your buddy Vince. We'll get our crack team on it. Yeah, crack team. yeah. All right, uh, all right. Now I was thinking of doing something. You know how in school when you were just getting close to a grade. I don't know if they did this when you guys were in school, like when Eric was in school. But when I was in school, they had a thing called extra credit. Where if you were getting like in between grades or you needed to get up to a certain grade, you could do some extra credit. And if it was good, then maybe you'd get something on it. I'm thinking Eric and Vince should maybe get an extra credit bonus point thing (laughs) after today's thing. I might do a quiz between you two for extra credit, depending on how... This week's, which ended higher, turns out. <laughs> I'm not above pity, so I will take all the pity points you want to lend points, my way. Whether it's extra credit, where <laughs> blind luck, however it is, that's <laughs> going to be worthwhile. <laughs> well, I, I've got a couple ideas for an extra credit, so we'll do that. Nancy Huggins and John Drummond will be joining us around 720 for John Drummond, John Drummond's weekly story, and then the witch ended higher, which is our virgin, version of the prices right. So, okay, we'll see what happens with that. Now, here are there's a. I noticed, Bill, you have quite a few CGC graded magazines in this upcoming October auction. Some of those really look good. Like some of those old Sports Illustrateds, the covers were really awesome. And then they kind of chintzed them out and the whole thing kind of went not so exciting anymore. But like there was a January 10th, 1966 Packers NFL Championship cover graded CGC 8.5. It just looked cool. You know what I mean? Great looking. And then there was a Gale Sayers September 12th, 66, graded CGC 7.5. Bill, do you ever see magazines from that era where they come back with like a, I don't know, they have 9.5 or a 10 like they do with graded cards where they get that high of a grade come into your auctions? Uh, very rarely. We have had some early issues graded in the nines. Um, it, when they get to, I think when they get to nine or even eight, I'm not sure, magazines, they go like by the 8.1 or 9.1, 2, 3, 4, 5, as opposed to okay. cards that go from nine to 10, you know. So um, there are degrees of nines, I think. And we've had, yeah, it's tough to get those. However, I know we've had, Quite a number of uh, 
like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning issues that have graded nine five, nine eight that are autographed and stuff like that. Yeah. Now I guess uh like I have the first Sports Illustrated signed by Eddie Matthews and apparently CGC doesn't authenticate autographs, but they're if they're already authenticated, then they just encapsulate the magazine and give the magazine a grade with the autograph on it. Is it, it that's the way it sounds like to me? I I, I should get that graded sometime because it's really nice. <laughs> I mean, I said like I said, some of those old ones, the fifties and sixties, the covers are just awesome looking. Even no, the, Tom, do you Brian, have a whole magazine, or do you them. have just the? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I say if you get them without the mailing label, those are really, really high demand. Yeah, mine, mine has no mail. I think a lot of those they they mailed out in a package or something. That first issue. Yeah, no, issue. The, the first issue never had mailing label. Yeah, that's no. right. So that's good. And Vince, it's the whole issue that I have. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. but the the cover is just so cool. I don't know if you've ever seen. The first issue, but and Eddie Matthews, you know, a Hall, Hall of Famer. Okay, Vince and Eric yes. for uh, for maybe for an extra credit. This is kind of an easy one. I th- I know Vince knows this. I'm not going to do it. I was going to do for extra right. credit. What Hall of Famer had the same amount of career home runs as Eddie Matthews? Eric doesn't know. <laughs> no, you saw me. You saw me throw my hands in the air. Didn't hands you? Went up. Yeah. <laughs> would that be uh, Ernie Banks? It would. It would be. Yes, it would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See. Yeah, I knew you would know that, Vince. That, that was too much right. of a. That was too much of an extra extra credit. Yeah, I think <laughs> that was an easy one. That was a, uh, a little layup. <laughs> yeah, for a Cubby fan. Did the Cubs end yeah. up winning last night, or did they? No, they lost. Did they? They lost. Boy, they've yeah. been on a pretty good roll. Yeah, they're having a good year. Yeah. Looks, looks like a lot of fun. So are your White Sox. They're looking good, too. They're doing okay. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries. The The only Cubbies that don't seem to be doing a whole lot are the ones I have on my fantasy team. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. amazing how that happens. KB is in and out of the lineup. I don't know about him. He's, yeah, he looks off this year. I don't know. Yeah, he's, not off to a good start. Around, though. Well, he's yeah. missed. Two games here, two games there. You know, he's got little sore spots and things. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, yep. they, they're looking good, though, without a doubt. For sure. For sure. Okay, the number here, if you want to call in with an item, 312-332-3776. If you have something you'd like us to give you an estimate of what it might be worth in an upcoming Huggins and Scott auction. You know, I tweeted earlier in the week that it's too bad Upper Deck isn't producing golf cards because there's no Colin Morikawa cards out there. And that guy is unbelievable. I mean, he's you got Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Matthew Wolf, but that Morikawa, I mean, already having a major in a, you know, in his resume, that's awesome. And did, you I, I, him, uh, did you see the last round last Sunday? Did I did. Last round? Wow, yeah. that 16th hole drive that he... Uh, yeah, and he rolled it right up there. It, it yeah. was awesome. But Amazing. but I said, why not at least have the golfers in Goodwin or another multi-sport product? And Upper Deck tweeted in response saying they're working on golf sets and details to come in 2021. So it sounds like they are going to do golf again. 
which is good since they last did golf. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, they they never even had Kepka in upper deck products. You know what I mean? So, like, the guys since Kepka's done well, there's a lot of good young golfers. And I would think that product would be really hot. That would be a fun one to open if, let's say, they did, like, a regular upper deck, an SP Authentic, an Exquisite, and something, you know, like that. Three or four yeah. products, boy, they I think they'd be great sellers. So we'll see. Absolutely. As long as they can get all these good young guys in it, because there's a lot of them. Well, they can leave Kepka out if they want to after his blow-up last Sunday <laughs> when I had him in our fantasy league. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. I wasn't thinking about that. but <laughs> I, oh, I was thinking his stuff round. would be valuable. But, yeah, he was kind of trash-talking before that round, too. And then he went, it, it went bad on him. You know, he was kind of like, well, yeah, well, you know, I think I'm ready. But he's got a, I think it's a knee problem where they've got him doing stretching exercises like on the course. The round. Yeah, yep. uh, when he's in the fairway waiting to hit his next shot. So that's not good. That's always yeah. tough. Yeah, as soon as he trash talked, I'm like, oh, this weekend, we'll forget about this one because I had a feeling he wasn't going to step up to the plate and perform once you brag like that it seems it goes the other way it it really does yeah Uh, he was one of the guys that was up there for me the week i had him i figured i better take him that week because i knew he was having injury problems but everybody something seems to happen like morikawa caught justin thomas and when i had justin thomas morikawa (laughs) <laughs> Missed a six-footer when I had Morikawa to finish second. <laughs> They're close, but no cigars when I have them in that. But that yeah. that fantasy golf is really fun. I never that thought I would get that into it. I remember I, when you were first talking about that, I'm thinking, eh, I don't know. I don't watch that much golf. I don't. I probably will be terrible at it. And then now I just, whenever my guy's in it, and I watch the whole last round, yep. it's really fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. It's been more fun to watch than uh, some of the other sports that, uh, you know, during this whole thing. I, I haven't been able to get that into the NBA yet, being in where – although it's kind of cool the way they did the – they have the the fans where they did the videos of them and then they have them doing stuff. That's kind of neat. At least yeah. it gives you the feel a little bit. But it's hard to get in an, an, an empty baseball stadium. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of tough. tough. Those, uh, NBA scores have been crazy. Everybody's scoring points. Yeah, amazing. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with all of that. But uh, hopefully, this they'll get some sort of a cure for this thing pretty soon. A shot we can all take and get a little back, more back to reality than than what things are right now. Bill, have you noticed an effect from taking in? Uh, Items at Huggins and Scott from is are you getting less in or more in or about the same? Oh, I think actually we're getting more stuff in right now. There was a there was a little lull right before our last auction, which yeah, it went, which is right when the COVID thing hit. People, I think, were just freaked out about everything, and now they're they're a lot smarter in how to take care of yourself and and do all that. So it's they're they're a lot more open up to us coming to their houses and picking up stuff or driving to our offices and wearing masks and everything and filling out consignment forms. So, yeah, no, it's all mailing us stuff. We're getting, oh, three to ten packages every day from different people. That's very good. People have brought in stuff for uh, 
Huggins and Scott auctions to me at Triple Crown, too. Some pretty good stuff. I just sent something in yesterday. Some neat stuff people are bringing in. So it's time for a short break here. Now, after the break, we're going to have a which ended higher. John Drummond and Nancy Huggins will join us, and we'll see what happens. But hang in there. We'll... Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auction, and our producer Eric Ostrowski. We're on till 8, talking about collectibles, and we're joined right now by Nancy Huggins and John Drummond. For another week of which ended higher, but before we get to it, John Drummond. Now, one of our items on here is an extremely scarce, and this was sold in the nineteen or twenty fourteen Huggins and Scott auction. This is an older one, nineteen twenty six Shotwell Candy Red Grange wrapper. Now, do you have any Red Grange stories? Did you ever have a chance to meet Red Grange? Yes, I did. Long I wasn't of him. I've been around Pike a while, but I did not see him play football in Illinois. <laughs> but that was the galloping. I've read so much about him. The galloping ghost, the Wheaton Iceman, they called him coming out of Illinois. And by yeah. the way, they call him the Iceman. Now, your young whippersnappers that might be uh, catching the show today <laughs> would not remember that when I do, yeah. I'm forced to dame myself that they used to get, when our refrigerators were not like they were today, had a big, huge blocks of ice to put in there to keep your food from spoiling. And Red Grange did that. He'd come by, put these tongs in the ice and take it to somebody's house, which is a great way to get in shape. But we, yeah. that's how they called him the Iceman. But <laughs> going quickly, he went on to Illinois, consensus All-American three times. And then the story of him, when he signed with the Bears, the football, pro football at that time was strictly on the, was almost a sandlight game. And he signed his first game with the Bears, 36,000. Ten days, days later, he was at the Polo Grounds against the Giants, Bears versus Giants at exhibition. 73,000 people reported. Wow. Unfortunately, Grange's career uh, was hampered by injury as a pro. I know he was never quite the player that he was as a collegian, as a running back, but he continued and also played defensive back. And the story that I want to mention, which dates this book up to 1960, when I was doing a sports show at Channel 13 in Rockford, we were sponsored three nights a week by the Joseph Litz Brewing Company. Oh, and by the way, Schlitz sold more beer in those days than any other brewery in the world, including Budweiser. As we wow. used to say, wow. you're out of Schlitz, you're out of beer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> okay, but what, what's that got to do with Red Grange? <laughs> Grange's entourage comes to the station to get him on live and in color on a Wednesday night. And all of a sudden he says, you're, are you sponsored by Schlitz? I said, yes, we are. Can't do it. Because he was sponsored by a Falstaff and a brewery oh. from St. Louis, he would could not go on the air. His handlers would not let him go. In other words, the Falstaff people said no dice, and so the other station got the got him live and in color. We didn't. We uh. did the interview and ran it the next day because he was doing the games with uh, George Connor, and that's the that's the thing that people here would remember. He used to do the play-by-play for the Bears on a network with CBS with uh, with George Connor, the former Notre Dame star and great uh, Bears lineman. Wow. 
but came in at a little fire, not that he didn't know football, but because he sort of murdered the English language once in a while. Remember Dizzy, Dizzy Dean? Yeah. Dizzy Dean got so much heat from English teachers. Right. He, Dizzy would say, uh, Morgan's slud into third base. He's safe. But, what Red would do is something like say, J.C. Caroline has it, and he were, he were wide open and things like that, and it got a little heat, but Red was quite a guy, and uh, he passed away about nineteen, about 30 years ago, 1990, 91, something like that. Hey, if, great, I was gonna, if I was going to be safe, I could have crawled or slud, I don't care, I, just so I was safe. <laughs> you know, the uh, the Stooges used to have those blocks of ice in a couple of those. There you go. Yeah, I remember that in the old Stooges. So that's what we used to have in our house. That's exactly, that's not, that's, not, yes, that's gospel, I'm telling you. Oh, my gosh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> I, I'm in the age of refrigerator freezers. <laughs> okay. okay, well, that's how Red got the name, the Wheaton Ice Man, because he was holding ice. When my kids were little, I remember them asking me if they had cars when I was young, so, you know. Oh, gee, <laughs> oh yeah, they, they had cars. Yeah, I had a... <laughs> I got that question, too. Yeah, yeah. Wow, they had cars even that long ago. (laughs) Well, it's time now. Here we go. Which ended higher? In this game, we list, I will speak about four items that ended in Huggins and Scott past auctions. Most of them were recent. And our contestants have to guess which one ended higher. So the first item will be the one I just spoke of, sold in a 2014 Huggins auction, so I don't know if it'll be more or less after this. Chances are it would be more, I guess, because it was termed an extremely scarce 1926 (laughs) Shotwell Candy Red Grange wrapper. Second item... Derek Jeter, 1993 Upper Deck SP rookie card. This is his best rookie card, graded SGC 9. Third item, Jackie Robinson, 1948 Swell Sport Thrills, dramatic debut card number 3, graded a PSA 4.5. And the fourth item is... 1961 to 63, Roberto Clemente, rare, a realistic face on it, white base bobblehead. It looked, his face, it looked a lot like Clemente's face. It was pretty cool. So those are the four items. You got the Red Grange, you got the Derek Jeter, the Jackie Robinson, and the Roberto Clemente. And Eric, it's time for you to go first. All right, I will lead off with the Jackie Robinson that has the four and a half rating. Okay, the 1948 PSA 4.5 Jackie Robinson. Vince, you're next. So, um, <laughs> so extremely scarce, huh? On the Red Grange, um, you know, I'd rather have the Clemente above anything. Obviously, I have uh, like a kinship with him, but I think what sold. The highest is the Jeter uh, 93 Upper Deck Rookie card. The 93 Upper Deck SP Rookie Jeter. Okay. (laughs) Next, we have John Drummond. What is your guess? Well, I'm going to be all right. I should go with Red Grange, but I don't think that he would. I I, I would go with the other. With Vince. I would have. To, I'm going to take Jeter's uh, Jeter's rookie card. The Jeter rookie card, also. So we have two on the Jeter rookie Ooh. card. 
and Nancy Huggins. Yeah, it pains me because I'm an Oriole fan and a Cardinal fan, but I'm I'm going to jump on the Jeter train. Oh, we have this three on Jeter. Right. Now, Nancy is risking a negative two, if that's not right. John would get a negative one, and Vince would just be even. Eric, luckily, if you are wrong, at least you don't go into the negative. So right. that's this, good. This could be a big game changer for this me. This is here. a big yeah. game changer. It, it, well, it could be. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Which one ended lowest of these four? No one has it. The 1961 to 63 Roberto Clemente oh. white base bobblehead, $950. So it did very well. The second, well, let's say the third best item is the extremely scarce 1926 <laughs> Shotwell Candy Red Grange wrapper, $1,400 that went for. That's strong. The second best. The Jackie Robinson, All right. 1948. Now that was a All good right. guess, though, Eric. All I, right. I think you should get a. I think no, you, no, you're no. going to get the bonus ask after this because all That's three another, of them. Another place for me to be wrong. But let's do it. <laughs> all three of them are correct. This is a new record for the week. Three correct guesses in one week. <laughs> yes, the, the Derek Jeter in a nine went for two thousand dollars. Wow! I actually wow. sent some items into SGC. They were always good on the vintage stuff, but they've changed their grading on the newer stuff. And they have nine is mint, nine five is mint plus, ten is gem mint, and then they have a gold label. 10 that's wow. pristine so i like the grading company they had a a younger group of guys in charge that seemed really with it and apparently well all the grading companies are getting deluged with grades <laughs> cards to grade right now things are so hot but well i'll have i'll report on it when i get them back on how i feel like they did i think i did 14 vintage cards that were lower grade and then some really nice newer things that are hot, like some of the pristines and things like that. So, John Drummond, nope. thanks for joining us. And, and you're hanging in there with uh, the Witch Ended Higher. You're right up there. You can't catch that Nancy Huggins. Oh, no, you guys are tied. You're We're both, tied for the lead. You're that's both the at big four mo- that's big money, too, I hear, at the end of the season. Oh, it, so. it's going to be like a prize <laughs> that you won't even believe what that prize is going to be. I know. I can light my cigars with dollar bills. It's going to be that big, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Or You know what? Maybe what it'll be is... You'll get the cigars oh, <laughs> from uh-huh. me. That'll be the that'll be the prize if John Drummond wins. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Thanks guys. for joining us, John. Right. Oh, bye. And we'll talk Take to you care. next week. <laughs> what did the Robinson go for, Tom? The Jackie Robinson went for seventeen hundred dollars. So I mean, that was a good Pretty guess good. by Eric. That was Absolutely. a good one. Yeah, but not first. It wasn't in first. It so wasn't guess, first. Yeah. No, but I am going to give <laughs> Eric a bonus one. I forget which one it's going to be, but I've got a bonus question after the break that we'll give Eric to try to get himself back in. All right. As John Drummond was talking, I was looking up stuff on Red Grange. I've yeah. got a little question. All right. In 1926, the NFL passed the Red Grange rule. Ooh, what was it? The Red Grange rule. Ooh. It was what was it, and what was he the last player to ever do? 
to play more than one team in one year? Yes, but not necessarily exactly what you're thinking. Oh, well, hey, that's pretty good that I was close to that. Okay, anybody else want to guess? If nobody gets it, I think Eric gets a bonus (laughs) point. If he stumped us all, Bill Huggins, do you know? I'm not now. Eric gets a bonus point. He was the last player to play in both the college in college football and the NFL. They passed the rule oh. so no one could longer play in both leagues as the NFL because he kind of legitimized the NFL. Yeah, oh. but he was the last person to play in both college and professional football like at the, the same, same time. Yes, uh, in the same season. Oh, yeah. in okay. the same season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, now that's interesting. That's well worth a point, Eric. <laughs> well worth a point. Okay. Now Good I'm, job, Eric. Good we've job. got time here before the break. I sent in a collection of 1950s pennants. Some of them were minis with all National League and American League teams were, like, attached. It was back when there were eight teams in each league, and there were cool mini pennants. And a real nice 54 Indians championship pennant, uh, 50s Milwaukee Braves and a Cooperstown pennant. And then some black and white photos, including it's a 1957 Sohio Gas Roger Maris card, Bill. That was nice condition and and pretty cool card. So I think uh, Matt said he was going to look it over. You guys probably got it yesterday and see if it was worth grading or not. If it if it if it's worth grading, we definitely would want to get it graded. It looked really nice, and I saw you have another one of those in the October auction. I've never seen one before, and here's two in one week. I see it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, though. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Matt thinks, or if you and Matt look at it, if you think it is worth getting graded, because. I mean, it was really nice, but I didn't look at it close enough. Maybe there was a surface crease or something like that on it. Yeah, but, and on, actually, most of the people who collect that type of cards or memorabilia are not as oh as concerned about grading as they would be for a Derek Jeter rookie card. So yeah, maybe. right, right. Boy, is grading with the grading companies big. Well, it's time for another short break here. Now, the number is 312 312- Three three two three seven seven six. After the break, we'll be taking phone calls. If you want to call us with a question about an item, hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to sports collecting with Tom Morgan. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer. Eric Ostrowski. Eric, that was Jonathan Hood doing that uh, previous commercial. He got. He's going to be doing uh, weekday mornings with Cap now, right? That's right. Set your alarm clock. We have a morning show from seven to ten, so seven o'clock now every weekday. That's Jonathan. awesome. That's yep. a good combo. That should be a good. It's show. very unique. It's yeah, really fun. That Absolutely. should be. Who's going to be like the producer? Or the with uh, it, you know? Meller, Jeff Meller is going oh. to be doing it, and then Danny Zetterman. Okay, there. very mm-hmm. good. That should be a good show. I'm glad they. Have that going. I'm so glad we have a morning show now. Yeah. It's, it's been something we've been wanting for yeah, a long time. Yeah, and then Carmen and Yurko follow directly oh. after them, and then Greeny's yep. national yep. show Yeah, we're going to take on. his show in the middle of the yeah. day. And then Waddle and Sylvia are the same, same time. Correct. And then uh, Adam and Chris Bleck are doing a yep. night, so now that's they a have great evening lineup. show, which, I, again, I'm so glad they got their show. Yeah, yeah. so, so yep. you can basically keep the radio on all day now. Just <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune to AM 1000. <laughs> 
All right, so let's see. What was I going to talk about here? Oh, before we get to uh, a caller here, uh, last week a caller said he had a 1951 Bowman Mantle PSA 4. One sold in the May Huggins and Scott auction for $9,900. So if you're listening and you want to bring that stuff in, if it's already pre-graded, we can still send that in this week for the Huggins and Scott auction which uh, runs from October 2nd through October 15th, right, Bill? Yep. All right. Very good. So we have now Jim from Chicago is on the line. Jim, welcome to the show. You got a few collectibles, uh, Eric tells me. Yes, I do. Um, uh, I grew up in Cleveland, um, and do you you guys know – Cleveland only won two world championships ever. Anybody guess either of the years? 54. Won the World Series? 1954? 48. That's it. 48 is right. And the other one Thank was you. 1920. 1920. Okay. 1920, oh, 54 they lost. Wasn't that Mays' catch in 54? Or was that exactly. wrong, too? Oh, that was. Okay. Yeah, exactly. they were in that one, but they lost. Wow. So you're you're a big Cleveland historic guy then, huh? I, I was very into baseball when I was a kid. I really loved baseball and the statistics and all that kind of thing. And uh, the, who should live right nearby me within half a mile or so but a Tris speaker? Now, does that name mean anybody? It mean anything oh, to anybody. Yeah, of course. Now, Tris speaker, Eric, Eric, yeah, Eric. <laughs> tell us about Tris speaker. Um, Well, I know at one point he also managed the Indians. Yes. I only know that because as I was talking to Jim earlier, he told me that. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. What did we used to, what was it that Uh was? Things go to die. Oh, yeah, that's right. His glove was where baseballs went to die in center field. That's right. That's what it was. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so we're we're very familiar with Tris Speaker. So, you actually, you knew him, or your parents knew him, or well, I, I wandered over a couple times and talked with him. Very cool. Of nine years old or ten years old or so. Did he show you? Uh, did he have any old memorabilia that he showed you, like an old jersey or glove or anything like that that you ever got to see? Never went in detail, but I got a couple autographs from him. That's why I bring this up. Ooh, uh, and. Uh, I'll give you a couple facts about Tris Speaker. He was really quite an all-time great. Uh, he's number five in best batting average ever for a career at 344, just ahead of Ted Williams and Babe Ruth. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and uh, he also has—he was a, a power hitter for the for his day. In 1912, he led the major leagues in home runs with 10. Because in those days, they didn't have many home runs before Babe Ruth really introduced the home run. Yeah, wasn't that uh, basically kind of like a mush ball in comparison <laughs> at that time? I, I don't know. I wasn't there in those days. <laughs> I don't go back quite that far. Yeah, uh, I don't either, but, I, I don't think. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I think maybe I was there. <laughs> but, but being a power hitter, he uh, was a great doubles hitter. So he had 792 doubles in his career which is by far the most of any player in Major League history. Hmm. Pete wow. Rose is second at 746. Wow, that's pretty neat. I knew he had a lot of doubles. I didn't know he was first, though. I would have said top three, but I didn't know he was first. 
Ah. So, so what did now? Yeah. What do you? What did he sign for you? Okay, yes. Yeah. So one is a picture he gave me of himself in a Cleveland Indians uniform as an older man okay. that has his uh, autograph on it. And the second is I'd been at the uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and I bought a uh, uh, a postcard there of his plaque at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Black, sort of the black and white postcard. Oh. And he signed that for me also. And I happened to write the date down even. I visited him on August 21st, uh, 1958. That's when he signed that. He died later that year in, in December. Ooh, okay. Now, Bill, you've run some of those, both those items. Uh, both of them maybe, are they still six to $800 in that range each or anything? Yeah, I think they are. I'd have to look them up, but they're certainly very desirable. He had a really beautiful signature, a classy signature that you could virtually read all the letters and very nice yeah. uh, penmanship. That's how it looks. That's how it looks. So did he seem like a pretty cool guy? Do you remember talking to him? Like, did he tell you old baseball stories? Or was he like, get oh, out of here, I, kids? Or what? No. <laughs> I wish I had, but I didn't really talk at length with him. But yeah. it was such a thrill for me as a kid to meet this this player who was such an all-time great. Yeah, very I neat. A way into baseball statistics. And there he was uh, way high in a lot of the categories. Did you ever collect you know? his cards? Did you ever get any of his old cards? No, I did not. I, but I do have two other items. Okay. And one of them is a ticket stub from the 1920 World Series Ooh. when he when he was the and he was the player manager by the way of the Indians that year. Wow. So now, the, now that's yes. a that's a Huggins and Scott auction item, Bill. That era of ticket stubs. What do you think on that? Well, which uh, which game was it from? It says game four. It doesn't have a date. That must have worked oh, okay. somehow in those way, in that way that they uh, uh, made the tickets before they knew exactly what game would come on what date. So it says game four. Here's right. I, I'm looking through the Huggins auction history. A 1920 game four ticket stub PSA two sold for 896 a couple years ago. So. That's good. I, they they actually grade those. Uh huh. This one's in pretty good shape, I'd say, but yeah. I don't know exactly how the grading would work. Now, if he wanted to send those in, Bill, you guys would look it over and tell him whether you thought it'd be worth it to get it graded or not. And, and oh, uh, sure, it would. Yeah. It, it sure needs to get authenticated. Yeah, but uh, depending on condition, as opposed to whether we get it graded. But uh, yeah, no, so certainly we have a good audience for. For those items, of how about Jim? What's your last item? Okay, my last item. As we said, there's one other time Cleveland won the World Series, and that was in 1948. And I have a uh, souvenir program from the 1948 World Series, and uh, some family friends gave it to me, and they also scored the game in pencil. Uh, and by the way, uh, who is the player manager? Lou Boudreau. Lou Boudreau. Lou Boudreau was the player manager, exactly. Yeah, you didn't in stump us game. with that one. We knew that yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, it's a little, he had two hits in that in the game. Oh, that's he had a cool. a pretty good game. Uh, two for four. 
in that game. And Bob Stiller was the starting pitcher. Well, that's cool. Now, what do you think of that, Bill? Is that enough on its own, or is that would that have to be in a lot with something? Yeah, that's the the forty eight World Series programs are fairly plentiful. Yeah, pretty cool though. I think uh, they maybe of, of, of all your now that's not signed by anybody, right? Not signed by anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be you know in the hundred dollar range, maybe hundred. Yeah, hundred to two hundred, yeah. depending on condition. That's about it. So it's very cool, but a good lot. If you ever wanted to bring those in to run in a Huggins and Scott auction, uh, the other items you could bring them in, and they'd be good. Okay. Any of the Tris speakers. Very good. Thanks for the call, Jim. Okay, you're welcome. All right, have a good one. Yeah, interesting stuff. It's always good to hear stories like that. Absolutely. Hugginsandscott.com. There's a lot of items going up there every day now for their October auction. Bidding begins. When does the bidding begin on that, Bill? Is it October 2nd, maybe? Yeah, Friday, October 2nd. And then it goes till the 15th, the Thursday yep. night, where it'll yep. end. Thursday, October 13th. Yeah, yep. so if you go to HugginsAndScott.com, you can see they have a, a thing that comes up with pictures on the home page that shows different stuff, including those uh, Bulls championship rings are pictured on the main thing, and then you can search the auction history, and they have hundreds of things up there already, so... It's kind of fun to look things over and see what they have. Yeah, watching those six bulls rings, that's going to be a fun auction to watch to see how those go. That will be really interesting to see how they go. It will, and and like which ones end up going the highest? Do people want the sixth? Do they want the the record win season? Do they want the first? And, of course, some of them want all of them. What would you prefer, Tom? If you had to choose one ring to have, which one would you want? Boy, I, I don't know. Maybe the first one because, you know, as a Bulls fan from early on, you start thinking they're never going to win one, you know. And they were <laughs> right. struggling against the Pistons and, you know, in some of the playoffs before that. It's like, oh, my gosh. So I'd probably, yeah. if I had to only get one, I'd probably want the first one, I would think. How about how about you, Vince? What do you think? I, I would r- rather have the last one, you know. Yeah. The last shot by Michael to finish that season and and win. I just I'd rather have the sixth one. I think. Yeah. So Eric, which one you going with? You you want all six? <laughs> right. Yeah. I have the. I would say the uh, with ninety six because that's the seventy two and ten team. Yeah. That so would I be think a... I would take the one for what is maybe the best team ever. That could end up being the highest of them all too. It'll be interesting to see what happens though. And it'll be interesting to see if one guy ends up outbidding everybody and getting all of them, or if, like, six different guys get them or how that works out. Now, here is what I was going to offer as a bonus point to Eric. It was going to be a yes or no. I <laughs> I did a fantasy tease trade offer to Vince. Rizzo and KB for Bellinger and Springer. Did he accept that trade? Were you knowing what a big Cub fan Vince is? I'm going to say knowing that, no, he did not. And he did not? Yes. yes. I was going to say knowing how big of a Cub fan yeah. he is, that he did not. Now, now, here's a ruling on that from you two guys. Since Eric already picked up a bonus point, does he get another bonus point for getting that correct? 
You know, uh, you know, it's your show time. If you want to make up the rules as you go, feel free to do it. Vince says no. Uh, Bill Huggins, what do you, what do you say? And, and on behalf can, of Nancy. Only, yeah, you can only get one point a day. Okay, there we go. That's it, fair. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. You're already yeah, in positive, so uh-huh. I wasn't going to. But I thought it was a pretty interesting. I didn't know which way you'd go with that one. So. <laughs> So that was a pretty fun guess. We're already, gosh, we're already getting to the end of this. I wish my ride in would have gone as fast as the show did. <laughs> I hope they have the Eisenhower all cleared off on the way back. So we'll find that out. I would think they, it seemed like it was clear that way going in, but. Uh, you should okay. be okay. Now here's something. A, a, a Yankees team sign ball. A customer sent me pictures on his phone. I don't know, Bill, did you happen to see that one? It was beautiful. I tweeted pictures of that one. T-Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. Ruth Gehrig Lazari, all those guys on it. Um, I, I that, Oh, yeah. That, That's the one where uh, I think Jimmy wants to see it. He's just He's a little bit concerned that because of the boldness of the signatures, could they possibly have been traced? Well, I thought that, too, that it looked like the bottom of some of the names on it might have been at, at, at the very least. So, yeah, that was a little questionable. And it could have just been, a, you know, a ballpoint pen running, I guess. But if those weren't traced, that would be awesome. How much would it hurt it real quick if it was traced? Well, it would depend on, I mean, did they trace every single signature or just some of them, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it 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 could be a oh a, a fifty to seventy five percent less value to a lot of the major collectors who would just stay away from it altogether. Well, we're at the end of another show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're on seven to eight every Saturday morning. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening.